The brands we love most are those with big hearts, those who do what's right even when it's a difficult thing to do, those who help those around them even when it hurts the bottom line, and those who stand for something and drive change even in the face of adversity. These are the brands that make the world a better place to live, and their stories must be told. In this podcast, we share their stories in hope that others will be inspired to follow. Welcome to Brand Heart. Hello, and welcome to Brand Heart. I'm your host, Jeff Friedman, and today I'm speaking with Karen Norton, Executive Director of Integrated Marketing and Communications at Bunker Hill Community College. Karen, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Great. Well, just to start, um, if you can share a little bit of background about what is Bunker Hill Community College for our listeners, that'd be great. Sure. Well, Bunker Hill Community College, uh, we're located in Boston, Massachusetts. We're the largest community college of the 15 in the Commonwealth. And we have uh, two campuses and a number of instructional centers that serve the greater Boston area. Uh, We offer associate degrees and certificates in many um, in-demand programs, including health sciences, business, technology, and we're really the community hub for Boston and serving um, a lot of the needs, the workforce needs um, in the area. So who is your typical student? Like, where do they come from? What is the age? And uh, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so about a third of our population comes from the high school's And about two-thirds are adult learners. But our average student is about 26 years of age. Um, We are very diverse. We're a diverse uh, student body with over 60% of our students are students of color. And um, many of them are on Pell eligible, which means it's kind of equivalent to the K through 12 free lunch program. They get support, financial aid um, to help pay for, for school. Interesting. So, I mean, that's, um, you know, that's a very different from many colleges, right? It's an older population. It's uh, well, not that they're old at 26. They're still young, but <laughs> older than most schools, uh, most colleges. Um, you're you're very diverse population. So I'm just curious, um, you know, the last year and a half, of course, has been very challenging for everyone. How has COVID impacted Bunker Hill Community College and your ability to provide those services to that population in general? Yeah, there's been a lot of, uh, you know, look at what we do and who our students are and and what their needs are. And we continually look at how we can improve and serve our students. Um, So some of the challenges we've had um, right from the beginning when we when COVID hit was that we had to, as many or everyone out there had to go remote. So we had to take over 1800 courses remote or online within two weeks. And so that was challenging considering we're a community college where basically a lot of um, commuters come in, we we don't have residents. So we are a commuter college and we had to kind of just transition to remote within a couple of weeks. So that was a major, uh, challenge, but one that I feel we were able to do fairly um, successfully, um, continually recognizing the needs of our students and adjusting to what we needed to do to help them. So for example, we realized right away that many of our students didn't have the technology or resources to allow them to learn at home. 
And we developed and created a Chromebook and laptop program to allow them to get those if they didn't have one. And that was just, you know, to anyone, any student that needed it. And so we were able to provide that. Um, we also, you know, looked at some of the other resources that were in need. And uh, knowing that many of our students relied on our food pantry, and now that the college was physically closed, we had to come up with other alternatives to supply um, the needs from the food pantry. So we partnered with some community-based organizations and also were able to deliver the food and pantry items to them directly um, to their homes. And we're still doing that today. So some of the work that we've been doing, uh, we realized it's working and we will continue to do that and continue to, to bring about um, these support and services to our students. That's great. So these, and, and uh, you know, as, as with a lot of organizations these days, these are costing organizations more, right? You didn't, I'm sure you didn't have in your budget in 2019 or 2018, um, all the, let's transfer everything and make it all online. And let's, um, let's change how we do the food pantry and actually deliver to people's houses. So how are you able to afford that? Did you get um, government subsidies? Was it just, it, it just eats into profit? I know Bunker Hill Community College is obviously a nonprofit to begin with, but how did you, how did you manage that? So we were able to use um, some of the federal CARES money that came down to allow us to provide these services to our students. And I think that um, that's something that most of the colleges were able to do. And we were you know, fortunate to be able to have the funds available for us to give, give back to the students so that we could help them stay in school and help them succeed. Right, that's great. So you, know, you, you mentioned, you know, this is a commuter audience. It's the, it's an older audience. It's a diverse audience. And you hear, you don't hear as much about the colleges, but you hear about the high school and and middle school and even elementary school about kids just kind of disappearing. Right? They they're not jumping online. They're not participating. Did you have any challenges at Bunker Hill Community College with, you know, kind of like kids missing from the program? I mean, we did see that. We saw that last spring, fairly early on, uh, that some of our students were not uh, showing up for class. Um, and that's sort of how we were able to put into place some of the tools and resources needed to help them um, get back on track with the Chromebooks and the laptops and Wi-Fi and food pantry. So as we were seeing that, it really was a collaborative effort of everyone at the college, um, you know, especially the faculty, they're the front line that that reaches out and knows the students and can connect with them. And they were able to share back with other parts of the college so that we could then develop more, you know, resources and outreach strategies for these students. Uh, we, we saw that about 800 students kind of went missing and we wow, didn't know where they were. Um, they weren't coming to class. Um, they weren't responding to faculty or at any other front-facing departments that do outreach to students. So the college uh, quickly, you know, put together a kind of an outreach call campaign that they gathered, you know, more people than within a certain department that would normally outreach students and asked uh, various people to kind of volunteer to be part of this campaign and outreach to these 800 students. So that was a a really um, 
informative and also, you know, successful project that we were able to kind of move forward to help the students. And I think that um, it really showed us more what we had to continue to do uh, with these students and build these different outreach touch points with them. Um, yeah. So just always seeing where our students are, what their needs are. And, uh, you know, in, in some cases, we were able to help and refer them to maybe some mental health resources or some housing resources that we have at the college. Um, the college is partners with many organizations to help the students with all of their basic needs. Um, and so we act as kind of a resource community hub for that along with the academic parts of a community college and, and higher education. Right. Yeah, I think the, the word community in the community college is kind of a big part of this. It's not that just you, you're serving the community. You've built a community of not just education, but a community of support. It sounds like you guys are really there to help help these students wherever they are in their life. And, and like you said, only a third of them are kind of the what you might call traditional college students. Many of them are coming later in life and they're probably supporting families. They have multiple other jobs at the same time. And uh, it's, it's great to hear that you guys are really there for them. So you had mentioned, we had spoken earlier about a program uh, called HOPE that sounded really interesting. Can you share a little bit about that with the listeners? Sure. So HOPE uh, stands for Halting Oppressive Pathways Through Education. And this was an initiative that is really focused on helping and supporting the males of color overcome barriers, which could be academic, social, or institutional. And this initiative is run by a group of faculty, staff, and administrators who focus on three main areas, research and analysis, gaps in college programs, services, and also a robust mentoring program for these males of color. That's great. So as we know, this audience, uh, many of them, you know, they work full time, they're supporting themselves as they go to school, supporting their families. And I imagine with COVID, uh, it became a challenge. Some of them probably lost jobs. Um, and so have you done anything in the community to help them kind of find new jobs and get back into the workforce? Yes, yeah, so our um, workforce development and economic uh, division has been working very closely with uh, the workforce needs in the Commonwealth, especially in Boston. And so we've been working on going after certain grants and different programs to help the community um, get short-term training and build credentials and skills that are needed to help them within you know, the, the workforce demand. So the community colleges definitely play a unique role in the workforce needs. Um, and so we've been working with uh, employers, and skilled graduates to help them find jobs. And through, through our training and programs, uh, we're seeing that they're, they're meeting some of those economic uh, needs and overcoming the challenges. Are there any jobs in particular that are kind of more in demand right now or types of jobs that you guys are really supporting more than others? Yeah, so many of our, we're in, at Bunker Hill Community College, our healthcare workers, typically stay within the Boston or greater Boston area. So they're, they're the ones that are at our Boston hospitals, you know, surgical tech, um, some of our, you know, nursing students that go on to a four-year school become nurses. Many of the technicians 
are really from Boston, uh, really from Bunker Hill Community College. So they have been crucial for the, you know, for the workforce. Yeah, especially during the pandemic. That's great. Um, so, you know, helping people get the jobs during this time has probably been critical for this, this community. So I'm just curious, you know, now we're, you know, in, you know, June, it's, I, I think today I might have read that the the state of emergency is officially over. Did I read that? In the, in the, uh, I think I saw that email this morning, which is very exciting. So the, there is light at the end of the tunnel. So what is, what's Bunker Hill Community College's plans now for the summer, for beyond, and are, are you getting back to normal? And how soon do you think that's going to happen? Yeah, so officially, yes, the, you know, they did lift, the governor did lift um, a lot of the restrictions or the state of emergency. Um, what we're doing is uh, we've planned mostly remote classes for the summer. We already are in summer right. session one, which, you know, started before June 15th. So right. our summer sessions are mostly remote still. Uh, however, we do have some classes that come in to campus that are labs, like our health sciences and our culinary that really need to be on campus. And they've been on campus all along. It's a very small percentage. Right. Um, but we are opening up for the fall, um, not 100%, but we are looking, you know, more hybrid model and being able to increase the amount of classes on the ground um, on campus. And uh, because we really have most of our classes remote now, we're able to kind of adjust as, as there's a demand. So if there's more demand for classes on the ground, we can op you know, open up more sections or you know, vice versa. So we can kind of be able to be flexible um, based on the needs of classes. Right. Yeah, I guess you know, at, at the end of the day, when, when I say back to normal, that doesn't mean back to the same. <laughs> it means back to the new normal because whether you're a college, whether you're a business, whether you're a restaurant, whatever you might be, I think post-COVID life is, uh, the normal post-COVID is very different from what normal pre-COVID might've been, whether it be hybrid work environment, hybrid school environment, uh, whatever it might be. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the new normal looks like uh, a year from now. So I, I think it's, it's fascinating what you guys are doing. You know, as, as I speak to you, Karen, I, I feel like, you know, it's Bunker Hill Community College, but it almost, it's more like Bunker Hill College community, right? It's like, this is a community of, of staff, administrators, faculty, students who are truly there to help one another get through life, right? And of course, education is a big part of that, but it's so much more. It's helping them with, with financial aid. It's helping them with technology that they need. It's helping them with support, whether mentor services, et cetera. So I think it's incredible what you guys do. And I, I, don't, know if, I don't know if I really ever understood the depth that such a, an, an institution, a college like Bunker Hill uh, really does for their students. So with that, I, just before we close out, um, is there any advice you give to other organizations, whether they be other colleges or other businesses, about how you can help your community? Yeah, I think just you know, really um, listening and being aware of what's going on, and and just having multiple touch points to be able to listen and gather that data and look at it, and then continually adjust. I think what was helpful and, and also instrumental in us at Bunker Hill during these COVID times was um, the leadership that we have and, and 
it allowed us to activate our emergency operation plan right away. And our president, you know, initiated different meetings um, from an emergency management team meeting on a daily basis for a few, you know, a few months until we got into a better rhythm. And then also she created um, president chats with all faculty and staff. So it really allowed that listening session to continually work on what we needed to do. And we had to, you know, adjust and adapt and we continue to do right. that. And you, I think always you need to just keep making uh, adjustments and asking questions and um, don't be afraid, you know, to kind of ask questions that other people might want to ask, but are afraid to. Um, in these times, I think we've all learned that, you know, the value of, of the flexibility that we've seemed to all have uh, being remote is different for everyone. And so I think, you know, we just need to realize everyone's in different situations and different uh, has different perspectives and continual listening, I think is my number one um, advice. Yeah. Yeah. That's great advice. And, and, and I would, I'd say it's actually challenging, right? I mean, in the last year and a half, you know, it's easy to listen when you're walking around campus or walking around the office and you ask people questions and it's, you know, I shouldn't say it's easy, but it's a lot, I should say it's easier, right? Because now you're remote, you're at home, nobody's around and you have to be a lot more intentional about it. So hopefully this actually gave people more intention and more kind of uh, awareness of the need for that listening. And, um, and that continues on when we do go back to the new normal, whatever that might be. So I think that's great advice, Karen. I really appreciate it. So with that, thank you for chatting with us today. Thank you for all you're doing at Bunker Hill Community College. It's a great organization. Thank you for helping that community. And um, we'll talk soon. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. It was great speaking with you. Thank you for listening to Brand Heart. We hope that today's episode inspired you to spread goodness and help those in need. If you know of a brand going above and beyond to help others, please share it with us via Twitter at showbrandheart. Brandheart is a production of Small Army, a Finn Partners company. To learn more, visit smallarmy.net or finpartners.com.